Listening to your spouse takes some intentionality, and many people struggle with that. But today, we're going to give you some tips for being a good listener. I'm John Fuller, joined by my Focus colleagues Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Greg, I wonder how you've learned to improve in your listening skills. I wonder if there's a tip or two you might share with us. Yeah, I think for me... My natural instinct anytime that Aaron may be sharing something that's frustrating or hurtful that we've gone through is to defend myself. And I'm just, it's just a knee jerk reaction. Like, no thought. I just go into defensive mode. And I think what's been really helping me as of late is it's almost like I have to self soothe and say in my brain to myself, Stop defending, just repair. Mm. And the idea that Aaron and I have really been focused on in our own marriage is, you know, when we have these hard moments, you know, instead of worrying about the solution or any of that kind of stuff, what, what does repair look like? Repair just simply means um, that I want to care about whatever Aaron's experience was, however she felt, and, and she wants to do that for me. And that's given me a real clear goal a real clear, okay, I can do that. Like, I don't want to defend. I don't want to solve. I just want to care. So when you hear her say something that kind of creeps into that territory of, oh, I feel I defensive. I just have to say it in my brain. You repair. just tell yourself, yeah. to work for the relationship, yeah. don't defend. And oh, I, that's good. And, wow. and by the way, I mean, I wish I did this perfectly and you know Aaron's here so there's some accountability for me to go I don't I do that well sometimes yeah. and I do it horribly other times yeah. but I'm I'm I tell her I'm with her I'll keep working on this so hang in there but just say that in your brain repair don't defend See, repair. and th- yeah. that's so deep because like I was going to say I just put the phone down when Dina wants to talk <laughs> I want to listen better I just put the phone down yeah you're talking about something much deeper well but but I'm not a phone guy I'm not a social media guy so I mean that that's not going to be my issue yeah. so I but I like that for I mean that's a very practical way as well is put the phone down that's, that's my that's what I have to do <laughs> Because yeah. I am. And thank you, by the way, the for phone. putting the phone down for yes. the show. I appreciate yes. that. I'm just trying to be more by, like Jesus. But... So you guys worry about your phones. I'm, I'm just trying to be like be Jesus if he like had a phone, him. okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> if he had you know, so well, let's go ahead and transition here to a really uh, solid conversation about this very topic with all sorts of practical uh, applications. Uh, Jim Daly and I spoke with Dr. Randy Schrader about how to be a better listener. Randy, welcome back to Focus. Well, it's a privilege to be with you, and I look uh, forward to talking more about habits that lead to a successful, happy marriage. You know, you strike me as that guy that, um, and it's meant as a compliment, you you set your life path very predictably, you repeat the habits, you assess the habits, and I can just tell you, you're a pattern person. Well, I am, and, and it's uh, healthy people, I believe, are patterns. You know, they well, thanks a lot. That just put me outside because the next thing I was going to say, I don't tend to be that way. You're very so how structured. can you help me? Yeah. Uh, that's funny. You should go there. But yeah, I, I always am a bit envious, not in a negative way, but people that can see the right thing to do and then repeat that over and over again. I think my extrovert nature tends to get bored with that and I got to think of a new way to do it. But you're saying patterns in marriage are really important. That's what I'm hearing. Well, and I and I mentioned yesterday, 80% of our behaviors are habits. So in a sense, everybody has patterns. Randy, and, and... I'm sunk, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is good. This is for me. 
So, it, yeah, so <laughs> healthy habits make a difference. You're correct. Isn't that the truth? Uh, listening uh, can be a man's worst enemy. Uh, we're kind of thinking of things and we're not fully. I mean, the other night I did this, Jean asked me, we're at a fast food restaurant. She said, Can you get me a cup of ice? And I went, got the cup, filled it with ice, and filled it with water. And then I brought it back. And she said, No, 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 I just wanted a cup of ice. Went, oh, oh. I go back, I throw the ice water away, and bring her the cup back. I'm serious. I mean, we were on a long drive. It must we were have been on after nine, like four or five o'clock. We were on a nine-hour drive, oh so maybe yeah. my mind was just spongy. Yeah. And she said, oh, my. I just want a cup of ice. <laughs> well, thank you. Let me go get that. I think I got yeah. it now since the other two ways didn't work for us here. But, I mean, it was like a listening block. I literally, I've never done something like that before, but I was not computing what she was saying. <laughs> it, it happens to all of us. And, uh, yeah, but we need to strive to be world-class listeners. And I think a good way to do that is to ask two questions of our spouse. You know, kind of, the first question is kind of a warm-up question. You know, it could be, how was your day-to-day? And the follow-up question really makes our spouse feel special and valued, okay? And so uh, the two consecutive question guideline helps a lot of relationships and helps us listen well, because a lot of times individuals, we see this even in life, will ask a question to you and say, you said, how was your day? And you say, well, it didn't go real well. And rather than say what didn't go well, they start talking about their day. And so two consecutive questions really forces spouses to express interest in their partner, and that makes a difference in the relationship. No, I like that. Uh, you counseled a woman who corrected her husband all the time. I think this is very instructive, too, because I think everybody could see a little bit of that in your relationship, I would think. I mean, that happens with Gene and I. Um, the question is, how often does that happen and to what degree? So this is a great illustration of unhealthy correction. Yeah, and there's a difference, I would say, between constructively correcting or criticizing and expressing wants and needs or expressing expectations. But a major predictor for unhappiness, separation, and divorce is criticism, where one spouse is just critical and complaining all the time. And they're never satisfied, and often they're perfectionistic. They're, they can be critical of themselves, critical of their spouses, critical of their kids. And in fact, this couple that I mentioned in my book, uh, she criticized her husband all the time for everything. She criticized him on how he ate ice cream if you can believe it. She I'd get out of the way. I wouldn't <laughs> criticize anybody on how they eat ice cream, man. That's dangerous territory. And it is. I mean, <laughs> it's good. You just want to get it get it down to your tummy. And so, and, and she criticized him how he put the trash liner in the trash can. And so... That one often, may make a little more sense. <laughs> often, so I suggested uh, to the couple, I said, let's try an experiment. I said, uh, because he was just beaten down, you know, and, and criticism will do that. And so I suggested for one week, they both avoid criticism, constructive corrections, complaining. And immediately, the husband said, that's a great idea. And he, he, said, he said, no, I want to go two weeks. He said, no, I want to go three weeks. And he said, no, I want to go a whole month. Yeah. And the wife said, that's a dumb idea. Oh. I need to continue to correct him when he does things that I think are not right, and she would not do it. Now, she also had adult kids that struggled. I mean, they've been married over 25 years, and, and she was constantly criticizing pretty much everyone in her family. 
Aaron, that is a pretty sobering story that Randy shared. And I wonder how you've seen a couple's relationship uh, get better when they stopped criticizing each other. When couples criticize each other, it's important to recognize that it creates an environment that doesn't feel safe. So if a couple doesn't feel safe, then they're less likely to offer their hearts. And so thus, when criticism decreases, couples are more likely to connect because their hearts are more available. One couple comes to mind that they went round and round. They went through several marriage therapists, and specifically for the wife, she softened so much. And it was as she stopped criticizing and started looking for what her husband was doing and how he was showing up and what she valued about him, it was almost like it became like this excitement inside of her because she was she would come in and be like, okay, I'm ready to listen again. And she would listen to what he had to say. And it was it became the sweetest connection. And as far as I know, they are doing well to this mm. day. It's such a conscious effort, though. I mean, in the day-to-day interactions. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just last night, we were having real difficulty uh, after dinner with the conversation. Not because it was a hard topic. It was just... I said this, and Dina said that, and then kind of triggered each other. And at the end of it, <laughs> she said, well, I'm glad it's not a date night. Uh, <laughs> that's good. I'm glad we're not paying money well, to good. fight. Well, it, it's good. <laughs> but later I came back to her, and you were talking about relationship at the opening here, uh, Greg. Uh, I got to, to tell her, I know what you were trying to say, but here's how it felt. It felt to me like rejection, like she doesn't want to be around with me at all. There's nothing good in me right now that I want to even hang out with you if we had a date night. Aww. And she's like, oh, well, I can totally see how you would how you would feel that. And so she she got it. But there's, I didn't expect that I'd feel rejection just from one comment. Well, and I tell you what, the, what, what you did that's so powerful is that it's easy in the midst of conflict just to shut down, to to react to each other until someone allows the other to see deeper inside mm-hmm. them. So the moment that you shared, you know, I felt, you know, rejected or whatever, you know, the moment that you gave that insight, it, what's, what's so cool is that for most couples, that just helps that spouse to go to a quick place of empathy. Mm-hmm. Like, which, uh, which she did. Right. Yeah. And softness. Right. Yes. And thus yeah. you establish a reconnection Yeah, there. so we were, I mean... We were listening to each other but not connecting mm-hmm. at dinner. After all of that and after a little bit of time, then we could both listen to each other. And it wasn't critical. It was just, I'm open to you. So uh, we always have a great response to Dr. Randy Schrader, and uh, he has such great advice. Mm-hmm. So get a copy of his book, Simple Habits for Marital Happiness. It really is page after page of simple habits. And there's so many here, you'll find something to grab onto. Let me encourage you to get a copy of it from us here at Focus on the Family. Uh, We're making it available when you donate a gift of any amount today to the ministry. Um, We've got details in the show notes, and so make that one-time gift or that monthly pledge, and we'll send simple habits for marital happiness to you. And then we have a free online marriage assessment, which helps you uh, determine how you're doing in your communication, in your listening, in in your relationship. And uh, over a million people have taken this. It's wonderful. Uh, And if you'll invest 10 or 15 minutes in this assessment, you'll have hours of conversation ahead of you, productive conversation, relationship-building conversation. So please go online. We've got the link in the show notes for that free marriage assessment. 
We'll hear more from Dr. Randy Schrader next time as he talks about how to respond when your spouse says something hurtful. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Aaron Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.